This is In the Know for Tuesday, April 18, the 108th day of 2023. There are 257 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Greg Milby is at the AT&T Morning Line. He's our correspondent there. We'll be checking in with him momentarily. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The Know. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newswalk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Sun's shining. It's a beautiful day. It's a Tuesday, which means it's no longer a Monday. And it's also the day that your friends from Butler County come to town. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you've it's got always a, lot a good of deep, time. you got a lot of deep, important friendships with people in Butler well, see, County. What's funny is, is that some of my better friends from college are from Butler County. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's what uh, I meant. Yeah. And so are they I, coming to the softball game today? Don't. Don't. Don't think so. No. I, I'd, I'd be I'd be surprised because why would they come when they can watch? I got you. Okay, yeah. Because I mean, because you're part of the main event that they are would be. Well, watching. I mean, main. I don't. I don't know if, how, if you I, can describe the, the event. I, I always you're rec- part of the event. I always recommend to them just watching unmute, <laughs> so you can read the captions. Well, uh, game, something like that. Game time is what time? Five thirty. If the Lady Cougars and Butler County. Lady Cougars and Lady Bears softball matchup tonight. Big district matchup. All right, be, be there over there in chair number three. We say good morning and welcome back. Been a while. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. The Internal Revenue Service today knows him as Dennis C. Cook. You and I lovingly know him as Yukon Cornelius. That was good to hear. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, hey, how we doing? Welcome back. Thanks. It's been a while. I didn't know if I'd be let in or not. Where's the rest of you? <laughs> it's in the truck. Okay, really? I say uh, you, you've shed a small person. Uh, I'm losing, trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to become less fat. Is my motto. <laughs> less fat. Less not fat. skinny. Yeah, I'm just, not going just, for Just less fat. Hey, I'm, I'm still a like big it. guy. Okay? Uh, you are recovering from a bit of an illness. You were I ill, am, what, last week? Yeah, it hit us. First time for me, so. What? Oh, what do you mean first time for the you? First time you've ever been sick? First time for the big C. Oh, you had, ooh. Did you have the French COVID? <laughs> I think I did. It was really? so rude. Uh. It was so rude. <laughs> yeah. I did not have my permission to enter my home. But uh, Did you say things like stupid Americans? Uh, Gracie said like some that. things, and I asked her for <laughs> translation and never got them. In addition to you having the French COVID last week, you welcomed your girls. Uh, one from an elongated trip to Parlez-vous Francais mm-hmm. and one from a uh, quick trip to Parlez-vous Francais. But you've been around the world. You've been to Atlanta since oh, we've man. seen you. Uh, you've had the COVID since yeah. we've seen you. Atlanta, Cincinnati. I mean, I, I, oh, I yeah, think, you did go I, to I Cincinnati. I think going 44 places the week of spring break wore me out. Yeah, I heard, I heard Trey almost made you go broke. 
Trey made me go broke, <laughs> not all of ours. Yeah. It was a full. It was well, a full see, break. I, I asked him about that, and he goes, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Uh, got the tickets for the Reds. Got really up close. Watched the Cubs and the Reds play, and man, did he eat! You remember what happened that night, Mark? Uh, uh, good guys won nine innings. We uh, we flew the L flag. Yes, it was eight and a half innings of baseball that were played. No there. comment. It was a good game, though. You, you guys got say. to see a close game, which was good. Uh, also, you know, Gracie home from her sojourn to France yes. and living abroad for, I guess, during the winter months. Yeah, three months. And she's home and back on American terra firma. But also uh, learned last week she got a new a new gig. Like she got a new role, yes, professional she, role. She's she taking. actually was offered a job uh, through Sullivan University, and she's now a chef representative. Her first days today. And it just so happens that the other chef representative of the state had something scheduled at Grayson County High School. Oh. So she gets to begin today at her high school as a chef representative traveling from southern Indiana all the way down through Nashville, uh, representing Sullivan and recruiting students and meeting with FCCLA classrooms all across the region. Talk about full circle. I mean, I I won't say that her culinary desires... Those seeds were planted at Grayson County High School, but they certainly right. were fertilized and nurtured at Grayson County High School. So Absolutely. your first professional day to be right back there, coincidentally, is uh, sounds like that was ordained to be that way. Really, Miss, with Miss Moo especially, and I mean, you talk about two of a kind, her and Mrs. Moo, just uh, the influence that she's had on Gracie and to be back her first day of work to be there with her today is just meant to be. Was her 20th birthday yesterday? On Sunday. It was on Sunday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, Sunday was yeah, her birthday. Yeah, so, so a lot she, of big things happening. She's a car owner now. She's, I mean, she's, I mean, yeah. she's that's wow. It's big, uh, she's uh, turning into an did adult. Did she go to France and grow up? No, no. <laughs> let's, don't, let's don't get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> okay. Well, you still got boys to raise. Is that any consolation? Yeah, they're around somewhere. <laughs> they're a lot uh, different. Well, it's, uh, well, one's getting ready to head on uh, off, though, here soon, too. That's true. That, that's right. That doesn't mean responsibility is on the horizon, though. Yeah. I mean, that's just the next step. That's right. Sunny and warmer through the midweek. We're going to see another warm-up by midweek high in the 80s for uh, tomorrow but between now and then we'll get to 73 today mostly sunny partly cloudy 49 tonight partly cloudy 85 tomorrow warmer still on thursday and then uh, friday get an 80 percent chance of rain thunder over louisville looks like a 60 percent chance of rain for the region not very warm for thunder saturday as well so only 56 if you're headed down to the riverfront it would be even cooler because uh, that breeze will be there. I know a guy who's in uh, West Louisville this morning, and Greg, we'll talk to him in a few minutes. Uh, also, while we're talking about weather, Sunday was the 25th anniversary of the great uh, significant weather event in the Bowling Green area that caused baseball size hail. It uh, totaled vehicles basically at all of the dealerships in Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. It caused $10 million in damage to Greenwood Mall. Look at that. Wow. And deep, deep flooding. It was an amazing event. Major damage to more than 4,000 homes. It was a, uh, you know, that community, obviously, with the significant weather event uh, not, not too long ago and recovering from that. But that, while that, that caused a lot of tragedy and damage 
in a path, like in a defined path that those tornadoes wove through mm-hmm. Bowling Green. This was like a tsunami of wind and hail, and it was everywhere, like apartment buildings and just siding, d- windows destroyed. It was quite remarkable. What, what year again was it? 1998. 98. I've said on here before that I took a meteorology class at Western, and my professor was a student at Western when that happened. So he he dedicates pretty much one class every time he teaches that class just to that storm, just, just because that, he right. lived it. And I think he, he even said that, and this when you meet the meteorologist, you see this, is when most people were bunkering down, he went up to the roof of the building and was watching the storm <laughs> happen up top yeah, sure. and, see and, and see it develop. But it, it's, it's an interesting storm. Yesterday develop. we told you Senate uh, Leader McConnell was returning to work yesterday. He did. And he said, suffice it to say, this wasn't the first time that being hard-headed has served me very well. So, you know, he's uh, survived his fall. Okay. So able to make some humor there, but uh, he's expected to work a full schedule. Neat thing happened at Grayson County High School yesterday. Guidance counselor Diane Harned was announced as the ECTC 2023 High School Teacher Counselor Pathfinder recipient. It's established by the KCTCS. It uh, recognizes high school teachers and counselors for their outstanding efforts in assisting students with their college-going plans. And so it was a surprise to her, uh, members of the ECTC Litchfield campus, and then a couple of her former students, uh, Tiffany and Brianna, who were former students that nominated her for this award. So uh, Diane does great things. We get to work with her on various projects throughout the year and know that uh, the young people really admire and appreciate the work that she does. Uh, there at Grayson County High School, yeah, so we'll be seeing a lot of her here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I got a couple of uh, got a couple of big projects going on with her this time of year. A Caneyville truck driver suffered serious injuries after leaving Morgantown Road early yesterday morning. It was about five forty. The uh, sheriff's office, Caneyville Fire, and Grayson County EMS reported to the nineteen hundred block of Morgantown Road to a single vehicle crash. They found an Ace Doran semi was traveling north on Morgantown Road when. The vehicle partially left the right side of the road and entered a ditch. The truck uh, was not uh, pulling a trailer, jumped a driveway, grazed a utility pole, and the driver who suffered multiple injuries was on his way to pick up a trailer and was transported to the med center in Bowling Green by Grayson County EMS. A Clarkson fugitive with nearly a dozen warrants been nabbed by Grayson County deputies. Sunday afternoon, the sheriff's office developed information that 28-year-old Jason Lee was in the vicinity of Kirby's Corner. Deputies Justin Cockrell and Jordan Jones made their way to the area, made contact with Lee, who fought with police, resulting in the suspect being tased. He was lodged in the detention center, facing several charges, burglary, possession of stolen mail, etc., etc. So, anyway, has been captured. What else do you need to know about? Oh, the SNAP benefits. If you were someone who was without power for a significant number of days back in uh, the first weekend of March and you lost, you had spoiled food as a result, the they have received, the state has received federal approval to replace food purchased from the SNAP program, which was lost due to spoiled food. It applies to people in Butler, Edmondson, Grayson, Hancock, Mead, and Warren counties, other counties as well. But those are the ones that were closest to us. So mm-hmm. 40% replacement of SNAP benefits received during the period February 1 through 28 should now be available. And I think they're automatically placed on the account or whatever that works. I also saw, I had a note here to remind myself, I saw some of the pictures yesterday and then I saw 
with my own eyes uh, this morning the newly revealed old facade of the Big Seven. Uh, Sam, you said something to me long uh, not long ago. He said somebody made reference of the Big Seven, and you said, well, what's the Big Seven? Mm-hmm. And so I told you, well, it's, a, it's an iconic store that was on the on the uh, northwest corner of the square. Anyway, that building is being renovated uh, from a former, f- a former furniture store, and they pulled the siding off the front of it to reveal the brick facade and the yellow windows that say Big Seven Store, oh, welcome. Wow. And so it really, for people who have lived in this community for a long time, it was a big moment of, wow. I mean, it's a, it was a, a huge rush of nostalgia. So it's pretty neat. so cool. Yeah, it was uh, neat, neat to see. I'm sure people will travel the square area and be able to see that. Uh, Grayson County Track and Field was led by Amelia Hayes and Jackson Kroom during Saturday's Owensboro Invitational. Hayes came uh, first in the pole vault while Kroom finished second in the 3,200-meter dash. Kroom crossed the finish line just ahead of teammate Houston Brooks. In the event. All right, Derby Day is coming up two weeks from Saturday. Dennis, do you have a favorite part of Derby Day? No. No? I, I'll just to be honest, I don't even watch it. Is that weird? Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Is it? Yeah. I care nothing about it. it I, I thought you'd put on a hat and everything. I cared one time Gracie went and worked at, with Sullivan Okay. to help serve and cook food, but... Uh, I have it on pretty good authority. You are a Kentucky Colonel. Aren't Colonels required to like the Kentucky Derby? Well, he, he was, uh-uh. and now oh, it's, been, it's, it's been revoked now. Yeah. No, okay. He's now no. just the other kind of Colonel. Are we live? Yes, we are, because we're getting ready to go. And uh, one of my favorite parts of the Kentucky Derby, yeah. Derby Pie. And we found an expert on Derby Pie. Maybe uh, maybe Greg will tell us about it's it. It's Greg Milby, 18. <laughs> go, go, go. It's Greg Milby, AT&T Morning Line, Kentucky Derby Museum, Churchill Downs. Another guest, this one, I'm, I'm kind of excited about. Well, I've been excited about a few, but this one I'm really excited about. John Roop is with me, fourth generation of Kern's Kitchen, the pie guy, the Kentucky Derby pie. The Derby pie, the big one. Good morning. Glad, Good morning. To, glad to be here. You know, everybody around here likes to see you because you carry that case, and we know what's in that case. Got to gotta have some, keep the pie nice and warm. Oh, Best yeah. served up and warmed. That it is. So um, the, the Derby pie, the official Derby pie, you're the one, the only, right? Correct, yes. Okay. How many people have the recipe? Four. Four? Yeah. Okay, because there, there's kind of like, I guess, an insurance policy in a way. you got to have more than one, right? Yeah, we don't travel on the same plane. <laughs> you got to keep that going. <laughs> How many of those a year you guys do? Uh, about a hundred and twenty to hundred and thirty thousand, and and so um, it's. Let me ask you this: How many years have you guys been doing this pie? Well, as far it as I can remember, in 1954, with my great grandparents, uh, they were managing a restaurant called the Melrose Inn in Prospect, Kentucky, okay. about uh, 20 miles from where we sit now, hmm. and they wanted a signature dessert for the restaurant, so they developed this chocolate nut pie recipe. And they couldn't exactly uh, decide what to call it. Everybody had a different idea. So they actually put all their their ideas into a hat and pulled the name Derby Pie out of a hat. <laughs> I'd like to know what some of the other options were. I'm sure they weren't as <laughs> – they wouldn't be as enticing now. I know. I think they picked the winner. There you go. That, that's, that's a great story. And then you guys have grown from where it was just a very small kitchen 
And then over the years, are you 24 hours? I mean, not 24 hours, seven days a week or five days a week all year round now? Right now we're six days a week. Okay. But, you know, when it's not derby time, we're four to five days a week. So in production, bacon pies. Uh, but, yeah, when my dad started in 1973, they were still making them, like, on the back porch of a house, like three pies at a time. So That's a rough way to go. Yeah. So we've grown a lot over the last, you know, 50 years, and um, we're not baking them three pies at a time, and we don't cool them on the back porch anymore. I'd say so. <laughs> uh, and, and you ship them all over the place. We do. Derbypie.com. We ship them all over the United States, and then, you know, they're available in your local Kroger stores in the deli bakery section as well. Yeah, and you know they're the real deal when it says Kern's Kitchen on the crust. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm sure Derby Week is your big week. Is there another, like, period of time during the year that it seems like you sell more of the pies? Oh, yeah, during the holidays, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, what we've seen with the e-commerce, with the website, is we've got a lot of people that have moved away from Kentucky uh, that – order pies so they they have derby pie uh, christmas or their birthdays or they send pies to their loved ones that um that aren't in kentucky um as kind of a, a reminder of what they're missing i guess from being away yeah good stuff well uh you can go to derbypie.com and, and order your pie and get more information about it it's uh tell you it, it's it's totally something different if you if you've not experienced it before it's one of those things. It should be your derby tradition, and it should be a family tradition for sure. Absolutely, Greg. Thanks, John, for, thanks for having me. Today is newspaper columnist day. Unfortunately, it won't take very long to celebrate them all. Yeah. Yeah. World Amateur Radio Day. Ham radio operators everywhere oh. being celebrated. My granddad was a ham operator. Okay. I remember going in the... Uh, what they, they we called it the nut house actually, and you go in there and that's where he had his ham radio set up and it was just so impressive like you can talk to people around the world. Did he yep. have a nickname? I don't remember what his call sign was. I'm sure hmm. you know he had a licensed call sign. It that was that's not like CB radio. CB CB is where you get the uh, good handles, uh-huh. but you know you've usually got a. You got a letter and a series of numbers he and maybe like the another doctor letter. Or no, something. he wasn't. He was not. Ooh. He was not that. And today is Pinata Day. Ooh, I love a good Pinata. Is Alea having one for her birthday? She probably will not. She had one at her last birthday, and um, go? well, she got to go first. Because she was the birthday girl, she busted. and she whacked it, and it busted wide open on the first, <laughs> on the first hit. <laughs> and all the other kids were like, you know, they line them up. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm getting ready to go next. Nobody else got Did you blindfold it. her? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she was blindfolded. Well, that, that T-ball. That <laughs> Note herself. Oh, she had T-ball practice last night, too. Uh, that, actually, it was it was coach pitch practice uh, last night. That uh, that Well, I think Travis Johnson probably is going to take all the credit for that. Shh. Pinadia busting open last year. Maybe. Taught her everything she knows. Oh, right? By the way, she got traded. Uh oh. Or we hired, or we hired a new manager. I'm not. I didn't ask your agent, agent got a better deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, perhaps. I don't. I'm not sure. Or they was it just that you couldn't see her in the jersey of the team that Travis Johnston picked as the team name? Well, I did bellyache about it quite a bit, so we might have. I might have demanded a trade. Maybe he got sick of hearing it. Let's just say we. Know, I know we have a different manager this year. Uh, I, that's all I know. Uh-huh. If I find out more, I'll pass it along. Okay. Here are the 10 most and least green states. I really expected 
Kentucky to be at the bottom, but we're not. The greenest state, of course, is the Green Mountain State, Vermont. It's green in a lot of ways. Yes, it is. Uh, New York, California, Hawaii, Maryland, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Washington, Maine. The least green states, uh, 41 is Indiana, followed by North Dakota. North Dakota. That's weird. Of all their power plants and their nuclear reactors and all their carbon emissions they make. First thing I think I think North Dakota would be the right behind Vermont. There's nothing there. Oklahoma at 43, Alaska at 44. I'm going like to know the metrics that they're using. I was going to say, does it factor in like oh, electric cars and gas production? Gas we're, pro- yeah. we're at 45. Kentucky is the 45th really? greenest state, followed by Wyoming, Alabama. I'd buy Alabama. Mississippi, Louisiana, West Virginia. I was least green. I was going to guess West Virginia was going to be the least green. Because another thing you think of with West Virginia is you've got a lot, lot more coal, too, like Kentucky mm-hmm. and. Mama. Oh, we got clean coal now. That's all we got. Uh, Dennis, do you are who's the who's the lawnmower in the Cook family? Well, that's a touchy subject right now. Uh-oh. Yeah, nominations being taken for that subject. Sarah likes to claim it because she loves to get out and have that you know turn everything off and just enjoy nature and mow. And Trey likes to mow as well. I'm trying to get out and mow. I want to. Uh-huh. I grew up mowing since I was like 16, push mowing everybody's yard, you know. No, yeah. no Alex? No. <laughs> Alex is inside. Alex is inside playing a video game where you mow yards. <laughs> yes. yes. It is VR headset, yeah. Play, playing a VR game mowing. mowing yards. Yes. And he could be outside doing the real so, thing. So, long story, but we all enjoy it. Does Trey like to do it because that's his nearest opportunity to driving? Probably so. That's how I learned to drive was on the lawn tractor. So, I mean. And see, we always had my dad up until just in the last two or three years always had a push mower. He always refused to get the the driving mower. Mm -hmm. But now the yard is a little too big. An expert has revealed how regularly you should be looking to cut your grass depending on the time of the year as the answer changes with the seasons. Uh, A gardening expert says that you ought to start cutting your grass when you notice spring growth. Said start cutting the grass in spring once it has grown a couple of inches and the weather has become warmer. What's more, you'll want to adjust the mower for the first outing of the year. So mow it high the first time. Okay. Then uh, the mower blade should be set higher for the first cut, and then once the lawn has started growing regularly in late spring, lower the blades and cut every two to three weeks depending upon the rate of growth. As the summer gets underway, you may have to increase this number. However, when growth is at its most prolific, you may have to cut every week. Then the number will likely decrease as autumn rolls around. In autumn, cut about once a fortnight, what, uh, two weeks, and stop completely when the temperatures become cold at the beginning of winter. Did we have to ask an expert to know that? grief. Who can make it three weeks without mowing? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, yes. I get that you can do it, but who can do it and actually want their yard to look nice? Yeah, there, you know, a lot. It, there's a very varying, you know, that lush, thick green, and then you know, well, just I mean, like, scout. You, and you like, look over to the, the uh, side yard there. I know they do that one once every two weeks, and and that's at two weeks right now, and it's starting to get to the point now where it'd be like, okay, yeah, we mow once a week, same level, no issue. <laughs> that's all we have time to you do. You all like it just fine, when, when we're, and we're just fine. Some people. Want to paint it and pave it black? Uh, yeah, pave it and paint it green. Yeah, and look, yeah. 
I think Doug King uses scissors uh, in his front yard. <laughs> and a level and a, <laughs> a magnifying glass. Yes, laser level. Oh, I see you. You're, yep. you're, you're a millimeter out of line. Yep, that's it. Chick-fil-A is releasing two more signature sauces to grocery stores. I remember when Chick-fil-A first released their sauces, and they were only available in Florida grocery stores. Uh-huh. And it would be like, uh, when you go to Florida, go to the grocery store and get Chick-fil-A sauce yeah. off the shelf. The two sauces set for the big bottle treatment are barbecue and sweet and spicy sriracha. Mm. Can, can I be honest? I, I, I don't want any. Like I, Chick-fil-A sauce is vastly overrated. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, if I'm going to Chick-fil-A, which I don't do very often, I'm getting the buffalo sauce. But that is not. There's nothing like it's the same buffalo sauce as you can get at any other restaurant for the most part. This is where Gracie's going to disagree and veto your opinion she wants as much of that sauce as possible it's, chicken it's, she cooks at home it doesn't matter she wants that chick-fil-a sauce it's just <laughs> it's it's i don't know it's but just I'm not with me. you i don't i don't care about the sauce I, I don't even know that i get sauce at chick-fil-a i'm not really a sauce person yeah. on on this i whether it's mcdonald's or chick-fil-a or i mean i have chicken in both those places and i don't if you I, do a I barbecue right <clears throat> i get it because it, like in the app it makes you yeah, but I rarely open rarely open the barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Now you all know I got crazy about the Szechuan sauce when they when it came mm-hmm. back. But I was just mm-hmm. I, that was just nostalgia for because it was a it was a memory of right. uh, something that Taylor and I did going to see Mulan and that type of thing. So, but I just I just kind of like the way the chicken tastes, you mm-hmm. know, and like I, I don't think I need yeah, to I just, cover it in sauce. I'm not a huge because Triple A sauce is a little sweeter, and yes. I don't really like sweet sauces. Like that's just I I won't mind to be more of a yeah I'm savory. Kind of with you. I kind of I might like that on something else, you know. But I don't I know just, that I like it on. It's like on sweet nuggets. and sour sauce. No, I'm out. Speaking of sweet, yeah, Krispy Kreme launches a new Cookie Blast donut collection. Sorry, Dennis, I have to talk about it. No, talk away, brother. Oreo and Cookie Blast donut, a Chips Ahoy candy blast donut. Chips Ahoy cookie dough cream donut and Oreo cookies and cream filled donut. When was the last time you had a Krispy Kreme, Dennis? Oh gosh, you can now get them locally. Long time. Oh, it's been a long time. But I tell you what, the Oreo looks really good to me. Yeah. So, but uh, when you see that, do you six, see that? Do you go, "Ooh, I gotta have those"? Six, Are you eight like months. That? Mm-hmm. No, no, I, it doesn't bother me. You all see the pizza delivery guy who helped the cops. Pizza delivery man in Pennsylvania delivered more than just a pie Sunday afternoon. He saw the cops chasing a guy down the sidewalk, and he was walking. He turned around and tripped the guy as he was running awesome. by. He just stuck his foot out and tripped him up, and the cops landed on him and cuffed him and stuffed him. That I is that awesome. Was wonderful. It was like, uh, I hope he got a good tip for for his effort. So, as you know, the pizza was okay, too. Uh, I hope the pizza was fine. Yeah. You see, he's carrying the pizza in that photo. Like, he tripped him up and didn't, uh, didn't I mean, damage the pie. Good grief. I love it. Greg Milby is at the uh, AT&T <laughs> morning line at Churchill Downs. And um, I believe he has our lieutenant governor. Is that right? Looking in. I think, yeah, the lieutenant governor is standing by with uh, Greg Milby at the AT&T hey, morning everybody, line. It's Greg Milby, community storyteller, and this is the AT&T morning line at the Kentucky Derby Museum at Churchill Downs. All right, we have the lieutenant governor of Kentucky, Jacqueline Coleman, 
Morning, Lieutenant Governor. Good morning. It's so great to be with you. It's great to be with you. And uh, you have been a, a very busy person as of late. I've seen you a lot in Central Kentucky and Hardin County and those areas. You you were uh, kind of like the Vanna White. You brought a lot of checks, didn't you? <laughs> yes, we, um, we've really prioritized um, investing in infrastructure in our communities, things like cleaner water, um, homeland security grants for, for first responders, things like that, and, um, and also in our school systems. Um, and so I was, uh, it was great to be able to be out there um, in Hardin County just a couple weeks ago yeah. um, and, and uh, distribute those, those dollars and, and uh, get folks ready to, to move and, and make those improvements in your community. I got to tell you, speaking of community, I, I, I'll tell you, I am impressed by your community service that you have done through your life. I mean, I, I'm somebody that likes to do a lot of charity work and stuff. Uh, kind of an inspiration because you've done that a lot oh, in your you. life so far. Thank you. Um, first, really political thing, isn't it? It is. It is. I was a teacher. Yeah. Um, I taught high school um, social studies and I coached girls basketball. I know. I was going to ask you if you miss basketball. I do. I do. Um, and then, then I was an assistant principal. Uh, and and then jumped from that to this. So I always tell people that kids are easier to deal with than adults. I was going to ask you too. Is that, I mean, do, do you miss that side of it all? At, at I all? really, I really do. I miss the kids, um, but I have to say that in this role, it gives me an opportunity to make a difference for a, a larger am, amount of kids, and so I I take that very seriously. And um, you know, I I always say I wake up every day just so grateful that I that. I get to be lieutenant governor in Kentucky. Um, it, it's a, it's hard and it's and it's um, a lot of work, but man, it's very fulfilling for me. So I know education is super important to yeah. you. Uh, talk about the teachers. I mean, uh, having you in this role is a uh, is a great opportunity for educators. I've got a kid who who I've actually got uh, three kids total that are educators or want to be educators. Oh, great! And I know that's important. So um, talk about the future of that in our state. Yeah, well, um, I think no area of Kentucky probably gets this more than yours, but um, we are experiencing an an economic boom in Kentucky right now. And with all of the new businesses and jobs and expansions that are coming, um, we've got to really hone in on the fact that the future of Kentucky's economy is in our classrooms today. So how are we readying the next generation of Kentuckians for whatever comes next, whether it's college, whether it's the workforce, whether it's the military, um, we need to open every door for our kids and make sure that they have everything that they need. Um, we also have to make sure that the people that take care of them every day have everything that they need. And that's why the governor and I have been so um, um, adamant about working towards a 5% pay raise for all school employees. So teachers, yes, but not just teachers. Our bus drivers, our custodians, our cooks, all those people um, play an integral role in our kids' lives. And they deserve um, better than what they're getting right now. We do. Um, so, Derby Week, what's your favorite part of the Derby Festival or Derby Week in general? Yeah, so as Lieutenant Governor, I would say my favorite part is um, that I get to hand the trophy to the to the winner on Oaks. So that's the day we all wear pink. It's mm-hmm. the Ladies' Day at the races. Um, and we keep that going. That was a Jane Bashir tradi- tradition from when she was First Lady. And um, we celebrate the breast cancer survivors in Kentucky. And I think that's really important when we think about the women in our lives. So that's really special. On a personal level, though, um, I got married on Derby Day. And so my husband and I got married, and we um, our reception was a derby party. And so my dad joked with me that he said, oh, yeah, because there's nothing better to do in Kentucky on Derby Day than get married. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, 
We had a really fun wedding. Yeah. Did you have a bookie at your reception? <laughs> I did not. That's really funny. We should have. We should have. You yeah. should have worked that in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time. I know you've got a lot of things going on and um, coming in here and talking to all the different radio stations. Yeah. Appreciate the time. And again, I appreciate all the efforts that you're doing, not only for our students and our teachers, but for different uh, uh, community organizations around the state. So thank you much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Again, Lieutenant Governor of Kentucky, Jacqueline Coleman. It's Greg Milby. It's the AT&T Morning Live for the Kentucky Derby Museum at Churchill Downs. Today's Did You Know is brought to you by our friends at Cormark. They're going to be here tomorrow, by the way, to tell us more specifics about their big hiring event job fair going on at the Center on Main on Thursday. Starts at 10 a.m., runs through 6.30 in the evening. They'll be grilling. They've got all kinds of goodies and swag that they'll be giving away. Everyone who fills out an uh, application is guaranteed an interview, and everyone who interviews is entered into a drawing for a 65-inch Roku smart TV. So you might walk away with a brand-new TV just for and a job. interviewing. This is and open a job. To, this is open to anyone. And a, yes. Okay. I guess you don't have to accept the job. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering about the burner. I'm hearing grilling. <laughs> yes, that's it'll a, be there. The Doug on line one. That's the, other, that's the other thing I will tell you is uh, I mentioned it last week. Is mm-hmm. b- Think about the business that Cormark is in and the stores that they supply and the items they supply yeah. and all the – like, can you imagine how many Reese's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. are at Cormark right now? Mm-hmm. Listen, well, that's exciting. And then I, <laughs> I know that if if you have kids, you can bring them, and they'll have some activities yeah. for them as well. So while you're interviewing, you don't have to babysit as well. That uh, they'll they you, sure are trying. Your uh-huh. child doesn't have to be part of the interview. Mm-hmm. Correct, well, little Johnny. Do you think that uh, <laughs> your your mom is a good person, and we should employ them? No. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like the, the judge of uh, <laughs> up north or whatever. He's so honest on Facebook and helps people out and yeah. all this. And, and sometimes he says, "Was your daddy speeding?" Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> Kids will tell the truth, won't they? Uh, if you're a James Corden fan, we have figured out that Harry Styles and Will Ferrell are set as the final guests for the show's last episode Thursday, April 27th. So a week from Thursday uh, next week. Ben Affleck, Brian Cranston, Tom Cruise, Josh Gad, Jennifer Garner, Kate Hudson, Allison Janney, the Kardashian family, uh, Mila Kunis, Seth Meyers, Billy Porter, and Sharon Stone are among the show's guests joining Corden in the final weeks. That's a, that's a heck so of a this list. This week and next week, that is a. And the nice thing about you know they shoot that in Burbank. And they shoot it at a time of day, like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. That's where everybody lives. So they're like, yeah, I'll go run over and do that, you know, shoot that at 5 o'clock. We just don't see it until 1130 at night. Uh, the final carpool karaoke, I don't know if they've already showed it, but I know it's uh, it's this week. Who is it? I don't know. I didn't. I, I saw they were they were like teasing the last carpool karaoke. Will I wonder, be is it Harry Styles? Day. I'm not a fan. Of Corden? No. Oh. I, I, I is it because like he's a I like the idea of carpool karaoke, and I love the one with Adele and Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney. Yeah, the one with Paul but, McCartney. But the issue really was that, that James was there as well. I'm surprised you don't like Corton. I don't. Do you like uh, Sidewalk Broadway? Uh, uh, crosswalk Broadway? I think that they try too hard. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So what happens if there was a carpool karaoke Ed Sheeran and... James Corden. I'd have my VCR <laughs> set to record. What about and, James Corden carpool karaoke with Ed Sheeran and Andrea Bocelli? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be perfect. <laughs> Can you, you know, they did that gag with Stevie Wonder where they put Stevie in the driver's seat. <laughs> yes. Can yes. you put that Andrea Bocelli and Stevie Wonder in the front seat? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do car, and put Gordon in the back. That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, the first eagerly anticipated episode of Live with Kelly and Mark starring married couple Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, uh, has been panned. Many viewers chimed in accusing the married couple of fake banter and being boring during the hour-long show. Now, listen. Speaking of trying too hard. I will tell you, (laughs) as someone who works with their spouse several days a week in a public forum, sometimes it is hard Uh knowing, okay, are we doing the show or are we just continuing a conversation that we were having earlier <laughs> that no one else heard? Mm-hmm. And so that is a – I think they'll find their way their way on the, on the air. What's weird is that he's guest co-hosted before, so you would think they would already know how to do that. But maybe, like you said, they maybe they're just trying too hard. So Seacrest is out. Seacrest is out. Is he, yeah. is he out or did he decide to leave? Like did oh, he, he decided. Know, okay, to I, I didn't know if he. I just didn't know if he was. To, but that's his tagline, you know. Secret out. out. So he, oh. he, he said, "I'm out." Um, Got to be hip, Sam. And see and all that. <laughs> the Little Mermaid gets a record-breaking runtime, um, according to films listing on AMC's website. Looks like a prolonged stay, two hours and fifteen minutes. That's long for the Little Mermaid. I mean, it's live action. Uh, well. Sort of. <laughs> there right. are humans playing the roles, but I'd say a whole lot of CGI involved. You mean they didn't turn Melissa McCarthy into an octopus? They they tried. Uh, hmm. The animated version is 84 minutes, so just an hour and 24 minutes. Two hours and 15 minutes for The Little Mermaid. The Beauty and the Beast was longer as well. I'm sure Alea is, is she excited? Did she, how does she feel about Little Mermaid? She loves The Little Mermaid. So I'm sure she's probably uh, excited. Yeah, to she'll see be this. excited about this. Now, you will have to – there will be an adjustment yeah, because you think you know something so well and they're going to do some things. But they're changing things. the, the, the uh, color of her skin, of Ariel, you know, and that is just – obviously it, it appeals to a, a broader I love that, yeah. group of people. Uh, Anna Nicole Smith, You Don't Know Me, a new Netflix documentary which is coming on uh, May 16th, in case you're interested in that. Were you guys surprised at Jalen Hurt? Uh, Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid player in the NFL. For now. For now. But this arms race of Uh these salaries keep going up and up and up. And either in the next couple of days, either Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert will pass it, and then the other one will pass them. So that's that's just what will happen right now. And um, I was not surprised that Hurts got the big contract. Now, if you'd have told me that a year ago, I would have been surprised, but he had a really, really good season last year, led him to the Super Bowl, and probably should have won. $51 million average annually. <laughs> That's more than Mahomes, $45 million. And as Sam says, they'll just keep... I mean, where, oh, yeah. where does it stop? I mean, they keep yeah. ratchet, it ratcheting it up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is at 2 at 49. Kyler Murray... Kyler Murray's not worth $46.1 million, is he? No. Deshaun Watson is certainly not worth $46 million. And his the thing with Deshaun Watson's is his money is completely guaranteed. Whose is? Deshaun Watson. His oh, contract is completely a... guaranteed, which is not which he was the first ever contract like that of that amount of money that was completely guaranteed. Yeah. So we've learned in the sports world uh lifetime contracts are bad. 
<laughs> and guaranteed money contracts are bad because um, yeah because i mean like look at major league baseball you get so many times for the last couple of years of a deal players just run out of gas Mahomes at five josh allen at six and then daniel jones matthew stafford and dak prescott are all tied at seven they are earning 40 million dollars a piece yeah joe burrow will be probably topping that list very soon it'd be like a major league baseball team to this day still playing paying for a player who hasn't played baseball in 20 years Worship and discipleship ministers come in about what thirty eight million annually. Yeah, something like well, that. it is RS day, so I, I have to be truthful about that. Yes, <laughs> I know what he's what he's trying to do here. I was talking to Mark. Uh huh. Yeah, I know what you. I know what you're trying to do here, but the, I mean, but nothing. I, uh-huh. What I spoke was true. Uh-huh. It was truth. Yes, but it's in a fund. It's it's like the Bobby Bonilla deal. Sure. Sure, whatever. I'm sure the Cubs have at least one of those. Did you see that the Marlins are honoring Steve Bartman coming up here soon? <laughs> that's, a, that's fake. That's fake. I wish it was real. Okay. Am I going to have to separate you two? Yes. Tell you I've the, asked for Sam to not be here when I, I come in on Tuesdays. Tell, tell you the truth, I really stopped listening to the both of you about 45 <laughs> seconds ago. I was like, Most what people are, do. That's what, good radio. What are they even talking about? And I was like, oh. He's oh. talking about Ken Griffey Jr. I was like, there are zingers going on here. Okay, yes. I see. All right, you all yes. are, you all are Cubs Inside Reds baseball. zinging. I got it. Okay. Well, you all can continue that during the break. No, we're done. The rest of us are going to listen to Focus on the Family. Got to get to a break. Come back with more here on In the Know. MB's Point to Ponder for today. What is the most frustrating prod- product you own? What is the most frustrating product you own? Well, before, I would say three months ago, it was my cell phone. Uh, Your cell phone service. Cell phone service, to be more specific. Mm. That was my most frustrating thing I owned. Huh. Absolutely. And and now all that's good? All that's good. Hmm. I mean, it was so frustrating every single day. I have had, over the last couple of years, two different dishwashers giving me two different sets of problems to the point that we sometimes wonder, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth having a dishwasher? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Because if they're going to just, <laughs> well. I'll take it. <laughs> I miss having a dishwasher. Yeah. I mean, if they're great when they work, Because right now, without a doubt. Right now, this is the dishwasher in my house. And mm-hmm. uh, Hey, if they'll let you have one, I've got one for you. You just have a lot of styrofoam that you, you just eat on styrofoam, disposable plates? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I can, I just break out the good old scrub daddy and, you know, paper get plates, it in there. Though, I, I, I do do that, like but it's, uh, we are trying to upgrade from 45 to 44 this year in green states and paper, paper plates. Are, <laughs> You're leading the charge uh-huh. on paper plates. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. This sounds good. Congratulations. It's just like we got to get rid of the plastic bottles too. Yeah. You know, we got to yeah. something. You're going to start drinking your milk out of a bag? Something <laughs> like that. Drinking your soft drinks hey, out of a bag? Going back to middle school. Uh-huh. Any other products that we want to file grievances against? Oh, I should have a list of that. It's, you know, it seems like I should have that at and the see, ready. I, I don't know of anything that directly comes to mind as far as... Uh, that's not like a product that's just on its last leg. Because sometimes you have that, like my microwave at home is... Every once in a while, won't work, but it's also almost a ten-year-old microwave. Yeah, that w- was probably not spent a lot of money on, anyways. So it's just one of those things that it's, you know, all good things come to an end. Serious business. It's been a joke for a long time. A wireless microwave, but they legitimately have created a wireless microwave. Ooh, 
weighs 20 pounds. It will like reheat uh, 15 meals. So it's like something for the job site. Like you're out working somewhere, you don't have electricity and you want to need to microwave something. It'll do like reheat 25 drinks. It'll heat like 15 meals. It's got two 40 volt batteries on it and it weighs uh, just like 19 and a half pounds. So, next thing you know, Bluetooth water hose. <laughs> Bluetooth water hose would be great. Wow. Dennis, I thought you paid particular interest to my sign this morning. Did you? I did. I like it. I'm against protesting, but unsure how to show it. And I, that's kind of my life motto. I mean, it's an interesting query. Firmly against protesting, but mm-hmm. not sure how to show it. That's kind of like walking into Barnes & Noble asking where the self-help section is. <laughs> yes, that's even better. Erase that sign. <laughs> I mean, that's tomorrow should sign. they give you the answer? They won't. If they do, they're really just enablers. They are enablers at that point. (laughs) Couldn't even tell you the last time I went in. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Is it the blue screen of death? It is. You were working so hard over there. (laughs) Chuck Topper machine. You were scrambling. Just vomited. (laughs) Oh, great. Did the hamster finally. (laughs) That whole whole thing. The whole thing of distracting you with my sign Uh and my Barnes & Noble bit was trying to get chart toppers ready. It was good. And then it puked. We now know the answer to your point upon her <laughs> that computer that this computer. computer is the product that i hate the most without a doubt dennis is going to sing chart toppers yeah, okay us, so well, we have don't it. worry on ed sheeran and mm-hmm. on television tonight on nbc the wall on uh, nbc the week is link on discovery channel the season 19 premiere of deadliest catch on various channels are the NHL playoffs. I didn't know the NHL playoffs were underway. Okay, me Tampa Bay at Toronto, the Rangers at the Devils, right? Ranger, New York Rangers at New Jersey, mm-hmm. Winnipeg at Vegas, and Seattle at Colorado. That's the NHL schedule Ooh, boy. tonight. The top of the list needs to be Lady Cougar softball against Butler County at 530, K105 Digital Production. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch. Then also we can give good luck to... To the baseball team, they host Whitesville Trinity tonight, and then tennis hosts Edmondson, and uh, track is at Mead. So all the spring sports in action for Grayson County today. If you will go to um, the K105 YouTube channel and just hit the plus, you know, subscribe, then you'll know. You get about a 30-minute heads up on when games are about to start. So Very convenient. Miss, so That's what miss Dennis does, and Dennis always leaves his comments, usually talking about concessions. Yes, just need an update Yeah, on what's good tonight. You need a uh, now. Listen, if you come to the Lady Cougar softball, the chicken sandwich, it's uh, I I give it at the plus, and then one Trey Cook gave it the, the thumbs up. You all need like a scoring system. You need a mm-hmm. uh, you know like the tomato meter on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. That's good. Mm-hmm. You need an actual need an actual you know some type of like popcorn bucket or something like mm-hmm. that's uh, three that's three popcorn buckets. That's a great idea. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1775, Paul Revere began his famous ride from Charlestown to Lexington, Massachusetts, hmm. warning colonists that British regular troops were approaching. What did he say, though? He said, Aerosmith's going to come from here. Ooh. Aerosmith and Paul Revere, only two things that I'll even allow any room for whatsoever that are good from Boston. Paul Revere sometimes a little sketch a little on my part. Aerosmith's a solid. Though. What about the marathon? 
Marathon's not a person. So Wahlburgers? I don't even, I even no. kind of hold my nose at the Wahlburgers. In 1923, the first game was played at the original Yankee Stadium. Yankees beat the Boston Red Sox 4-1. to one. Well, there you go. In 1955, Albert Einstein died in Princeton, New Jersey at age 76. In 1978, the Senate approved the Panama Canal Treaty. Dennis, you ever sailed the Panama Canal? No. I'm looking forward to doing that someday. Really? Is that something you actually want to do? It is something I want to do, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be neat to be on a ship and going through and you see land on both sides like that. Like you can't well, you've, see you've already got connections with all these kind of ships that are coming up That's now. That's true. Oh, how awesome would that be to be on an aircraft carrier is going that, through the Panama Canal? I guess that's possible. I yeah, assume it is. I'm going to stay in Litchfield, Grayson County. You are? Yeah. Hamilton won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama this day in 2016. Mm. We'll take Trey and Alex with us. Okay. Birthdays today, Haley, to see Hamilton? Haley Mills is 76. They would love that. James Woods is 76. Rick Moranis is 70. Jeff Dunham is 61. Conan O'Brien is 60. Eric McCormick is 60. Melissa Joan Hart is 47. Courtney Kardashian, which is Dennis's favorite Kardashian, is 44 today. I thought he was Team Chloe. America Ferreira is 39 today. It's a pretty good comedian list. Rick Moranis, Jeff Dunham, uh-huh. Conan. Pretty funny guys. Okay, I mean, Dennis, sing a few bars of Buddy Knox's Party Doll, number one in 1957. Party Doll is an underrated hit that you definitely want to play when Should, should we get Elias, Elias' little guitar out there? Maybe that'll help him. Party Doll, I don't know how that goes. Johnny Rivers' Secret Agent Man, number one, 1966. Agent Man. Yeah, you got it. Uh, B.J. Thomas, another Somebody Done, Somebody Wrong song, number one in 75. Hey, won't you play? Kenny Loggins' Footloose in 84. Ah, that's a good Everybody one. cut, everybody cut. Uh-huh. The Heart Won't Lie, Reba and Vince, number one in 93. Oh, yeah. Don't Let Me Get Me Pink in 02. Colder Weather, Zach Brown in 11. And Blinding Lights, The Weekend in 2020, which is Dennis' favorite song from The Weekend. I'd actually like to see if he can hit The Weekend's notes there. Weekend, he can get up there. I've heard... The weekend, they did a Super Bowl thing, they right? Did. <laughs> he did. He did? Uh, yes. Have okay. you guaranteed his pronouns? I mean, Dennis may just be hedging his bets and saying, Yes, you know, Sam. Hmm. MB's Perloism for today is kind of long. Happiness, Dennis, good to see you again. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming. Great, um, great, great to be back. Now you're trying to get settled after your week away last week, so continue to feel better. Thank you so much. You look great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you again. Is this the soon. Pearl of Wisdom? I love this one. I told you it was long. <laughs> MD's Pearl of Wisdom today. Happiness is a butterfly, which when pursued is always just beyond your grasp. But if you sit down quietly, may alight upon you. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the notes.